I was gonna say good morning. <laughs> I think I did that the last time. Anyway, if you want to, um, if you want to stand or sit while we worship, it's totally fine. I will ask you though, probably towards the end, if we can stand for a couple, but whatever makes you comfortable. But let's get ready to sing. Love endures forever. His love endures forever. 
your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. I will serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. I will serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. With all my heart. switch to this one I don't know they use it Sunday morning and they get sound out of it joy well this past Sunday we were talking about wisdom and uh, one of the things we talked about in that whole thing if you could just bring it down a little bit I sound like I sound like I'm shouting um, we talked about wisdom and we talked about pause we talked about the importance of pausing and thinking and reflecting and, um, and that's part of what wisdom does for us. It pauses, causes us to, or motivates us to pause and to rethink. And that's part of our goal tonight, to pause. 
So tomorrow can feel like a day off. It is a day off. But it can feel like, in many ways, just like a typical day off. It can feel like a Saturday morning. And so we can wake up in the morning, we say, oh, I got lots of time to, to do things. I can go do this, I can do that, I can sleep in. Now you might say, I see a head shaking up because people are coming over. But then that's another part of that day. There's different things that are going to happen. Then we can say, oh, we're going to have family coming over, we're going to have get together with friends, we're going to have some football to watch, we're going to have some food to eat. And we have all those things that can kind of be busy and that can capture our time and capture our day. But if we don't take time, if we don't pause, <coughs> to really reflect and to say thank you and to honor God and to really think of those things for which we are grateful for, we have that real capacity to just kind of blow through those things or just kind of put them to the side. Because Thanksgiving for us in our culture is that one day a year, that time when we should be pausing, that time when we should be waiting, that time when we should be thinking and being grateful for so much that has been given. So I want to encourage you tonight to really think about that pausing component, just waiting and reflecting and really saying, these are things for which I'm grateful for. And I've picked a couple of scriptures this, this evening to, to read. And I'm going to read one now. And I don't expect I'm going to have a tombstone because I'm hoping my wife, if I go first, she cremates me and throws my ashes in the ocean somewhere. I'm really good with that, so I'm not expecting to have a tombstone. But if I were to have one, these would probably be among the verses that I would probably put on a, on a tombstone. For, for me, probably 2 Corinthians 5.21 is that one verse that I probably quote and say more than anything else. But it's on the screen, or it could be on the screen. But that, there it goes, very good. And so it reads, from now on then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him this way. We can pause there for a second. We know people in a worldly, worldly way. We, we know people as neighbors. We know people as friends. And, and even as this conversation is going, maybe that's where we start to meet Jesus. Because we're thinking about those things in our lives that are important to us. Or we have a burden, we have a challenge, we have a concern in life. And so that's where our conversation and our interaction with Jesus begins. Because we're looking to have challenges and burdens and cares and issues in our lives addressed. And so we start to look to Jesus because we know he could be a solution. But then it goes on. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. And see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them as he has, as he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. And then this is that verse that I quote so often. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And as we pause this evening, I would encourage us to first in our pause, and first in our reflection, to think about the amazingness of what God has provided for us in Jesus. We have been reconciled to God. 
I love this verse. Say it all the time. Because God in my journey has made it abundantly clear to me that Andrew Brown is incredibly flawed. And I can have the opportunity to not be a flawed person, but to be a righteous person in God's sight. But it doesn't come because I'm awesome. It doesn't come because I do great, wonderful things. I try to, but I don't always. It happens because of what Jesus has done for me. Now, I put my name in there. So God made the one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that in him we might, but instead of we, Andrew might become the righteousness of God. But your name fits there as well. Your name fits in that spot. So that you might become the righteousness of God. So that the purity and holiness and that righteousness that this is a characteristic of God would define you. So as we spend some time praising this evening, I want to encourage us to first cast our eyes and to cast our thoughts on the amazingness of who God is and of what God has done for us. And I'll pass the baton. I'll give this to Connor. And if someone wants to just share a praise and celebrate what God has done in their life and give testimony of how God has been at work in them, that would be awesome. While you're thinking, uh, I'll, I'll come to you with the mic, but while you're thinking, um, just think of Romans 7, 24, 25. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if anyone has something they would like to share, you don't have to stand up, but you can just say it. Does anyone have anything they would like to thank God for? Well, stand up. My husband George and I, for our tombstone 20 years ago, chose the voice, the verse, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. How I praise God for the gift of Jesus Christ. My husband passed in 2019, and I know we'll see him again in heaven. This past two weeks ago, my one of my nephews passed, and through that minister giving the word of God, we had another member of our family accept Christ. Praise you. So here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. We're going to do this two more times. And what usually happens is everyone stays quiet this first time around. And then we'll do this the second time and one or two people will say something. And then they realize at the end that if I don't say something now, I'm not going to have a chance to give that praise. So you get out of your system now. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord now, or we can just ask Greg to lead us to that next spot. Anyone else? Hi, I'm Royce. I just want to thank God for the family he's given me. It's not a family by blood, but a family by faith. And I thank God for thinking of me and knowing that I needed somebody and needed a family and brought them to me. Good evening, everyone. My name is Joe, and I just really want to thank God for just this wonderful community we have here in New Life. I just really want to just thank God for just uh, establishing a church here and just really being so strong in the word and just not being ashamed of it, which is so, just so inspiring. And so it's just a true blessing just to uh, really be able to uh, come here and just be able to speak the truth and be able to be fed the truth and not be ashamed of the truth and being here and being in a family. And I just want to thank God for everybody here who's just been a family, whether you know me or not. I thank God for every one of you that's really impacted my life. And I just want, want everyone to know that God has really changed my walk since coming here. And... It's been life-changing. I thank you, Lord. That would work with me. I don't know where it's coming from. It's the wireless. It's the wireless. Okay. Anyone else? Maybe change the battery while playing. Because he's given Jesus Christ. 
is um, we don't talk about what we're going to do. So I try to listen and follow what I think the Lord is directing us and how the Spirit is leading and, and Greg listens and how the Spirit is leading and it's kind of fun to see how it always comes together. In James, we read a couple of verses, a couple of areas. As we think about abiding in Him and then letting Him have authority. I don't know if you come into life and you ask questions and you're looking for answers and then we go to God and say, God, I'd really like some help. And James talks about this. He says, talks about it in two different spots. And I'm going to start here in verse chapter 1, verse 5, and then we'll jump down to verse chapter 13, chapter 3, verse 13. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives to all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him. I really love how that says without criticizing. He's not going to belittle us. He's not going to put us down. He's, he's not going to rub our nose in it. When we need wisdom, when we are crying out, looking for answers, what he does is he seeks to give us an answer and help us to figure out how to walk with him and how to walk in a way that honors him. And again, as we have talked about this in the past, God made us and God designed us, and so God knows what works in life. And so when we have questions, and again, you go to the owner's manual, you, you go to those who manufacture something, you say, okay, how do I fix this? How does this work? And who's the one who made us? God is the one who made us. And so when we are having issues and things challenging our lives, who should we ask for help? The one who made us, the one who understands us, the one who designed us. But then he picks up in chapter 3, verse 13, and I just want to read down through verse 18. Who is wise and has understanding among you? He should show his works by good conduct and wisdom's gentleness. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't brag and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where envy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every kind of evil. We're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit this coming Sunday, and I love the parallel here. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, then peace-loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy and good fruits, without favoritism and hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. What I really love about what God does is he helps us to learn how to live life well. And he gives us insight and guidance on how to live life well. Especially when we have lived life in a destructive manner. We cry out for wisdom. And he directs us and he guides us. His Spirit is at work in us, helping us to navigate a pathway that brings health and vitality to our lives. And so again, I want to present the opportunity for you to give praise to the Lord and open the door up a little bit more for things that you might praise Him for. So maybe you want to say what you praise the Lord for as far as what Jesus has done in your life, but you might also praise Him for other things He's doing in your life, not just how He saved you and cleansed you, but other things that he's doing in your life. And so again, I want to give that opportunity and
just want to praise God that we serve a, a real God. Um, he's not just a God of the ancient past, but he's a God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. He's the God of forever, and he doesn't change. Um, I'm so thankful that he, um, that while he's the God for everybody, he's a personal God. Um, he knows exactly what I need when I need it. Whether I'm in the lowest of valleys or on the top of the highest mountain, he knows he never leaves, he never forsakes. And I'm just thankful for the love and the grace that um, his word says he lavishes on us. Um, just thankful for that. I just want to say that I'm grateful to be able to work at a school like Level Lot where. I get to teach kids about Jesus, not just their ABCs, and a lot of teachers don't have that ability, and I'm just really grateful that even though they're three, I still can touch their lives by letting them know about that Jesus loves them. Hey, um... Much like I said when I got baptized, I'm grateful that, that the, the Lord brought Amber, Adam, and I here. Um, I think all of you have played a specific role in, in getting us where we needed to be, um, and I'm thankful for, for that. <clears throat> I'm thankful uh, to Greg, Frank, Bill, Davies, Matt, um, everybody up there for letting me come up there and play. That's been fun. Looking forward to doing that more. Um, but yeah, just thankful that, that you guys have welcomed us in here. Um, Amber and Adeline would like to be here. Adeline had a nice turkey hat that she was going to show everyone. She's sleeping in the parking lot right now. So she was all fired up, got in the car. We made it halfway here, and Amber's sitting in the, in the car watching her right now asleep. So <laughs> they, uh, they're thankful as well. But thank you all, and we look forward to spending more time here. I'd like to thank the Lord for opportunities he's giving me over the years uh, to be in about four different churches that preach the gospel, and I've been here for a little while. Uh, but allowing me to walk the walk, and a lot of times I stray off the path, but he's always there to take my hand and bring me back, and I praise the Lord for that. Hi, I'm Denise, for those of you who don't know me. Um, my husband is saying, oh, no, she has the mic. <laughs> um, there is so much I'm, I am grateful for, but I'll try and sum it up. Um, I am very grateful for my wonderful husband and my awesome kids, uh, the family God has blessed me with. I'm also very thankful for their shepherding that we have here at New Life and their blessed family. Um, thank you for New Life family because you're our family too. We're connected by heartstrings. And um, thank God for a job that I absolutely love. Um, I work in a public school and I'm not allowed to share Jesus, but I love when he gives me those opportunities. When the kids bring it up, then I could talk about them. 
So I just praise God about that, and I thank God for Marissa, who helps me in Kids Connection. And like I said, I could go on and on, but I don't want I don't want to um, take over the service. I just want to thank God and praise Him just for everything. Thank you. Thanks, God. Anyone else? Um, I'm thankful for the sovereignty of God because that's something God's been really teaching me over the past year. Um, and just even through like breakfast and Bible study on Saturdays that Jerry was teaching and how God brings suffering and sorrow and trials in our life for a reason. And um, that's something God's really been teaching me and how he uses those things to grow us in our walk with him. So um, I'm just thankful that God's in control of all of the good things in our life and the bad things and the difficult things and how he uses those to draw us close to him. So you stole my thunder, hon. So I was going to... I got one, so... Um, of course... I am thankful for my wife. I mean, I was, before we, we, we met, I was in a very toxic engagement. I always said either she wind up in jail or I would wind up in jail for killing one another. It was just, it was just that bad. Praying for God to, you know, get me out of that. I was a bus driver and she came on my bus. And the rest is history. But also, not many people can say this, but to serve on, on a ministry with my son for years. We've been doing this for a long time. I think since he's 12, and he's like 100 now. So, But he's for since he's 12, maybe even younger. 12 years old. Not many, I said not many people on a praise team have that. And we've had our challenges, let's call it, but um, it's a blessing. That's all I'm going to say.
be loved, be lifted high, be treasured here, be glorified. I owe my life to you, my Lord. Here I that is going on and I just want to pick up this next little part of it Solomon again talking to his son he says do not despise the Lord's instruction my son and do not loathe his discipline for the Lord disciplines the one he loves just as a father the son he delights in happy is a man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding for she is more precious than silver and her revenue is better than gold. She's more precious than jewels. Nothing you desire compares to her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant and her path peaceful. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her and those who hold on to her are happy. As a father, 
I have to say one of the things that I desire is that my kids would know the Lord and know his wisdom. Why? One, I want them to know the Lord. Most important thing ever. But then I want them to know what it means to walk with God and to know his wisdom because that's where all the really good things of life come. All the blessing, all of the richness, all of the goodness of life that I want to see in my kids' lives flows as they choose to pursue him and chase him. And so... Again, that whole component of that conversation is Solomon talks to his son, seeking to encourage him and to love on him with wisdom and counsel that will be free in his life. So for me, I give praise. I'm grateful for my family, grateful for my bride, grateful for my boys, and thankful for God's faithfulness and goodness to us on so many levels. And I want to again give you the opportunity to give praise and to give thanks and to celebrate God's faithfulness. We talked about the amazingness of that saving grace that Jesus has given us. The fact that God has loved us and given us Jesus. The fact that God watches over our lives and he comes into our lives to help us to walk with him and to know him. But then even to the point of how we look at the wisdom of God as it applies to family. So again, opportunities for praise. Psalm 63, 3. 
Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. We have a God whose love is better than life itself. I see people scratching or doing something like this, and I keep on thinking you're raising your hand at me. So my wife really was scratching her cheek and like, oh, no, what? It's dangerous if you move, you know. Greg was functioning in a very Baptistic way. He was saying, do we do the offering? We said, no. I'm not Baptist. <laughs> Might be Nazarene, too.